Peace Misfits. For this week's guided meditation, I'd like to introduce you to heart rhythm meditation. So there are seven steps. Set your intention, sit up straight, breathe consciously, breathe fully and slowly, find your heartbeat, breathe rhythmically, and breathe through your heart. Now let's take these step by step. Your intention. I'll give you an example of something that I would use. I will love with the fullness of who I am every day. That's my intention. That's what I speak and set for myself. You can do the same. Think of something for you that speaks to who you are or what you want or what you'd like to accomplish and use that in your practice. Sit up straight. Always remember the importance of your visualization, imagining the small ball of light at your root chakra. Remember that it's connected to your breath, and it can only travel up to your crown chakra if your spine is long. Breathe consciously. When visualizing your small ball of light, this is the perfect opportunity to pay close attention to your breath. Inhale and exhale. Breathe fully and slowly. As I always teach, shallow breaths provide nothing for us. There's no connection to who we truly are that can be found in shallow breaths. In your most frustrated moments, at the height of your anger, at your most calm, your most tranquil, breathing fully, slowly and deeply, can connect you to you in ways that will astound you, truly. Breathe rhythmically. Take your left or right hand and place it over your heart. Allow the length of your inhale to be dictated by the eight beats of your heart. Do the exact same thing when you exhale. Listen closely to your heart in these moments. It's speaking to you. Breathe through your heart. It's one thing to flow with it. It's another to listen to the beats. It's another to pause and truly connect to it. To give thanks for its existence. It is the driving force behind each of your steps. Throughout my yoga and meditation practices, I'm always giving thanks for it. I hope you'll begin to do the same if you're not already. Thank you for joining me in this guided meditation. I hope that it helped. Make sure that you practice your heart rhythm meditation at home. Hopefully these guidelines can help you in some way. <laughs> and now, let's get healed. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the healing space. <laughs> I am Sensei Raven Ekundayo. And I'm Brandon Harris Williams, <laughs> Flash Director Extraordinaire. Come on, you better let them know. <laughs> I make home movies. You don't know I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> I bet you make home movies. Mm -hmm. Let's get into that, where we can find those online. 
You won't. <laughs> you How about that? All in your private collection. I'm here for it. Yes, yeah, the deleted folder. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Only home movies I have are bootlegs from like 10 years ago. Okay. Oh. Post count. No, I'm playing. Okay. What's <laughs> 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 happening right now? <laughs> they still make bootlegs. <laughs> what was that? Although I don't know now. why. With the sound, yeah, were you pressing the volume up? The that? sound of my voice, is I didn't press the volume up. You really heard that? Voice? Yes, I'm trying to <laughs> tell you, you can hear everything, ass. <laughs> like, you and your I, supersonic hearing, okay? Did I not just have a conversation with his ass before we went on air. <laughs> like, uh, do not have hell. kids, they were able to do nothing. Like, <laughs> are you breathing loudly in the next room? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> You know how detailed I am, damn it. <laughs> they're going to be watching TV on like one while they're going to punish me. You're going to be like, is that Adventure Time on? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I had to learn from my mom. Like, I was only punished, I think, like once from memory. Look at you. Because I, I, well, one, of course, you, you probably can gather from my personality. I was a pretty good kid. But, um, but. I was I was one of those people who was always the teacher's pet and all that stuff. If I never said yes. it before on the show, I was I've always been a good person. I just buck against authority. So the only time you would see the bad side of me when I was younger was when someone was pretty much trying to put me in my place. If you feel where mm-hmm. I'm coming from. So even when that happened in school, you would see a totally different side of me. Because in True. my mind, I was always like, I'm a goody-goody, so you shouldn't be telling me what to do. <laughs> That's real. That's real. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I was like, my mom punished me, but when she punished me, she would be like, you know, no television, can't go outside and play and all that stuff. So I would just go and read a book. Look at, look at you. So, Talk about it. And then even if my books were taken away, I have an imagination, so I could just lay there and create whole worlds in my head. So. Oh. There was it. no true way to punish me. So. Look, look at us. I was similar. I didn't get in trouble as much. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother stayed in trouble, but I didn't get in trouble that much because I didn't like to be in trouble. Because <laughs> Eva May can like prolong a punishment. Do you hear me? So I didn't like. Now, granted, I didn't get in trouble like annually because at the beginning of every school year, I would be lazy with my schoolwork. <laughs> so I would like have seen my progress before it. So it was like, okay, no more TV. Until the end of the semester, basically, kind of a thing. So I was like, so we do this every year, basically. So I'm used to it by now. I know I can sneak in at some point. I'm going to catch my CSI, CSI Miami with you because you'll be the forgot after a couple of weeks. It's going to be all good. It's going to be all good. Come on, annual punishment. <laughs> like, it literally was like every year. I was just, I wasn't feeling it. But then I always brought them up to A's before the semester was over. So. <laughs> there, there was a method to all of it. Okay. I mean, let me watch this TV while I can. Let me catch all my premieres. <laughs> and then I'm gonna be back for the finale. You know, I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna be back. But no, I just don't, cause I ain't like getting in trouble. I, yeah, I ain't like it. I ain't want nobody. I ain't want no whooping. <laughs> See, mm-mm. and I didn't get beatings growing up, so it's like, yeah, it was my. I, well, I think there's a. Well, everybody don't agree. I think there's a distinction between like a whooping and a beating and abuse. Like I think there's oh, levels. Well, if you're gonna throw the third one in, then of course. Like, <laughs> you know, it's levels. But you know. <laughs> but yeah, like but for nah. my mom, my mom's my, again, my mom is a retired cop. 
So, you know, her her voice alone. <laughs> I guess she would speak to me the way she might speak to somebody who she had to <laughs> she had to get their life together all outside. But uh yeah, my mom's voice alone would be like, Okay, no, I'm gonna chill the hell out. Like, so I didn't have to get beatings. If there was ever a point where I did something I wasn't supposed to do. The only time she hit me in my entire life was when I was four years old and I was using crayon on the wall and she hit me. And what? Like what's happening right now? So I lost it. And yeah, nope. That was it. All right. And I got hit I got hit more than once, but <laughs> <laughs> it was not often. And I literally only got in trouble for like the school thing annually and then me and my brother used to fight all the time. So <laughs> my grandmother attempted to beat me. Well or I guess you as you would say whoop. My grandmother attempted to whoop me. She would take out a belt. And she would grab me by my arm. And, you know, kids, we're trying to escape. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get away. <laughs> so Ooh, she would swing it at me. And I'd be screaming. And she'd miss my butt every time. So she... <laughs> oh, I miss my Melcy. Um, she would start to laugh because of the way that I was acting. Because <laughs> I've always been called very dramatic. So I think it's... Really? My... Ooh, you know what you can do. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you dramatic? Whatever. Sensei Raven. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> she would start to laugh at my reaction. Like, I guess I wasn't the normal kid who was just trying to get away from the belt. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess I was putting it a little over the top with my performance. I'm sure. So this happened, I would think, like maybe three or four times as a kid. And every time, I guess I would do so much that she'd start laughing to the point of tears. So I wouldn't get hit because she would be laughing so much that all would be forgiven. So. Look, look at you. I never got, no. Well, nobody ever. But I did hate, like, being, like, whooped or put on punishment. Then, like, ten minutes later, they act like ain't nothing just happened. I can't watch TV for, like, three months. What you mean? We, we not cool. Why you... That was I don't actually, want to talk to you. That would be my mother with my sister and I all the time. Now it wouldn't be beatings, but she'd yell at us. Like she'd yell at us and she'd write very stern letters to my sister and I. And then like I wish I could have got a stern letter. That <laughs> oh, sounds... my mother's good. No, you wish you could have gotten a stern letter. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But... I say it sounds good, but right. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you sit there and you're like, wow, this was far more hurtful than anything you could have done physically. Like, sheesh. <laughs> like, ma'am, could you have just hit me? Wow. <laughs> but then it's like afterwards, she comes at you on some, you know, how's everything doing? What you up to? And my sister and I both like, no. <laughs> we're not cool right now. <laughs> you just laid us out. And we're supposed to be like, let's go to the store. No, ma'am. Okay. No, no we're, not, we're not on speaking terms right now. Right. Okay. We, we are unbenefited right now. <laughs> we're beefing. Okay. Ah, yes, we're beefing. <laughs> when we go to my room like you told me to do and not do nothing up there. Okay. <laughs> Let me do that. Coming out for dinner. I'm not even hungry. Okay. I don't even, I can't comprehend eating right now. I don't, I don't forgot how to use the fork. I just don't even, what is an appetite? Okay. I can't sit across the table from you and digest my food because you just yelled at me. I don't know how to do that. You have crossed over into the land of daddy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, you have now entered petty bullshit. <laughs> I can't. Well, maybe I've always been petty then. I just don't. Listen. Listen. Speak truth <laughs> on the healing space. Speak truth. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're on here to do is heal. And that's what you're doing right now. <laughs> you're having some aha moments. You're understanding some things, you know? Maybe I've always been petty. And do you have a moment of silence to really ponder? <laughs> yeah, it's not something I'm trying to heal or fix, but Ooh. you know. <laughs> ah! But if I can admit, then I can at least acknowledge it more so when it happens. Oh, child, please. So. <laughs> I was about to agree with you, but I was like, now that's some BS. <laughs> when I tell you how many people I know who can tell you what their flaws are, and then they're like, eh, you know, <laughs> just keep moving. I'm like, wow, that's going to make for a great relationship once you find someone. But anyway, it's like, okay. But uh, we got, you know how we do. We were, that, that, that was organic, though. That was organic. So we couldn't help that that was an organic conversation that presented. Well, because I'm not as good of an actor as you are, so. <laughs> so, yes. Hopefully you're a good writer. But, so, this week's episode is dedicated to <sighs> healing through. <laughs> you could have seen my face and that eye roll I gave you. Was it strong? It the strongest. Come on, get it. I appreciate you. This week's episode is dedicated to healing through gender identity. Our guest is writer, speaker, and consultant Francisco L. White. I'm really looking forward to talking with them about their journey. I think this is going to be really awesome and eye-opening for a lot of the misfits out there. But with that being said, let's get into the culture of pop. So. Uh, let's start off with Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle. Sound good to you? Sounds fine, because I don't know what we talk about. Go ahead. Yeah, with them. With them, oh, I don't know what we're talking I was about. about to let say. Me, <laughs> let me clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I know what everything else is about. I don't know what they are. <laughs> you don't know what they're about? Well, they're comedians. They're two black... Bitch! <laughs> Don't do this. Not on this day. Not on this I don't day. know what you're talking about okay. today with them. Okay. How about that? Okay. Okay. Even though we talked about it before we went on air. But it's okay because sometimes you have to help your friends through. So you kind of guide them. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Do you want to inform the misfits about <laughs> Chris and Dave? Because mm-hmm. they don't know, but I don't know about you. So anyway, uh, both of them have specials that are on Netflix right now. Dave Chappelle had two that came out last year and then another one that came out, uh, two more that came out last month. So I was mm-hmm. talking to BHW and letting him know that I wasn't aware of uh, Dave Chappelle's two shows that came out last month. But uh, Chris Rock was this month, right? Or was it the end of the yeah. month? Yeah. Yeah, it was then. I think yeah, so. it was this month. It was fairly recently. Yeah, it was about two weeks ago. Um, so we were having a conversation about the two of them because I was saying that... <clears throat> With Chris, I mean, with Dave Chappelle, I know that he created a lot of controversy for a lot of people. Uh, I have no problem admitting that I'm an equal opportunity offender when it comes to the kind of humor that I like. Uh, I don't really understand how anyone could like Family Guy, but then not like Dave Chappelle, you know? I don't know Mm -hmm. how you could like South Park, but not like Dave Chappelle. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I, I can enjoy anyone who comes after everybody. And so I find his, uh, comedy to be hilarious. And so I I understand that some people find that to be problematic and I respect that. Absolutely. Uh, In no way would I try to change anyone's point of view when it comes to how they see his humor. I just know that I personally find it funny. Uh, On the flip side, 
I watched, uh, uh, I was going to say Chirac. Mm -hmm. What? I watched watched Chris Rock's special on Netflix. And like I said to BHW, I was like, eh, like, eh. There were a few parts that I found funny, but overall, funny enough, Dave Chappelle, because there could be some people, especially when it comes to Dave Chappelle talking about transgender issues, who could Mm -hmm. think that Dave Chappelle has a very Neanderthal-like way of thinking when it comes to Mm -hmm. the transgender community. But I still find his humor to be something that you could do in 2018. Mm -hmm. With Chris Rock, he seems very old school. Like, it doesn't really feel like his humor has come along over time, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's the reason why I was kind of bored with what it was that he was talking about. With him, I actually had moments where I was like, eh, no, I think I might be offended by this. But <laughs> but, but I don't know. I, I guess my offense was more so the fact that, like with Dave Chappelle, with Dave Chappelle, even when he's telling his humor, he still lets you know, okay, at the end of the day, these are people who I respect, you know. I understand mm-hmm. their journey. I'm here for everybody in equality. I'm making jokes. But with Chris Rock, I'm sitting there and I'm like, eh. <laughs> this this just seems like that that old school backroom cigar type humor where it's like, okay, how much of this are you saying because of the joke, and how much of this are you saying because you're like, this is just how I feel. Deal with it, you know. Um, so that's that's my thing. Again, I'm a thing where I'm like, if you're an equal opportunity offender, and at the end of the day, I can understand that you're telling these jokes because they're jokes. But you respect mm-hmm. all people, then I'm here for it. But if it's a situation where you're like, I'm telling these jokes because this is how I feel, and you could probably tap into some of my, you know, hurt and bitterness through this, then I'm like, eh. but so have you seen any of them, or you just go, or you just you've heard about them? No, I've just heard about them because I don't have Netflix, but I have. Um, I can, I guess, see what you're saying. At least just from what I've gathered from the personalities, I am more familiar with Chris Rock than Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. but just. Uh, with Chris Rock, he does kind of strike me as a type to be like, yeah, these are jokes, but this is re- these are really my opinions. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see how you could get that. Whereas Dave Chappelle, I feel like it is more of a entertainment aspect, yeah, kind of a thing. Yes. So right. I definitely get that. But no, I haven't, and I've like heard about the controversy. And I did hear that people, well, I at least saw one person tweet they didn't enjoy Chris Rock's special that much, but I haven't heard too many people talk about it. Yeah, it was. I I, I had. Quite, and I wish I, I kind of feel like I wish I would have recorded myself. Of course, you're not thinking about it in the moment, but just to see my genuine reactions to both shows, you know, mm-hmm. um, there were moments with uh, Dave Chappelle where I literally like laughed out loud, like several moments where I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. but even um, cause we talked about uh, months ago, episodes and episodes ago, um, right. <laughs> that the Death Jam uh reunion anniversary whatever they did it was like dave Chappelle and who's the other person was it martin? Was, it wasn't martin who was it, it I, was, I know what you're talking about because it was the yeah oh, oh it was oh, like the, the funny okay that's what i thought yeah but it was like that was the funniest part of the whole night it was. so i can it was so. <laughs> <laughs> he is he's absolutely hilarious you make me want to go back and watch it just so i can see that part i fast forward to everything else please, please. Um, but, but yeah dude like i don't so, I, so I can see you just saying how his, his humor has kind of come forward because he was still funny. You know what I'm saying? Then, whereas everybody else, at least comparing him to people that night, they seemed a little yeah, dated. Yeah. Now, some of that, of course, is, is the writing that they have to read, but also, if it's a room full of comedians, you, you still expect it to be funny. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I can see that how his stuff would still be funnier, just given that that I've seen. That's the most recent thing I've seen of him. Absolutely. So on the topic of comedians, there's another comedian that you wanted to talk about. <sighs> Not like okay. we haven't mentioned this person on the podcast before. But yeah. <laughs> on the topic of comedians and of Netflix, mm-hmm. um, Monique has uh, been in the headlines again. Continuing her tour. She, she is continuing her tour. Over the past weekend, she was like all, or the main topic, at least that I saw on Twitter. She went um, on The View, mm-hmm. um, discussing her point. She's saying, you know, pretty much saying the same thing. I guess trying to, to recap really quickly, she was blackballed after she did Precious because she didn't really go do a press that, like they wanted her to do. Mm-hmm. And so she, since then, she's getting low offers. And so Netflix approached her um, to do a comedy special, but it was a very low offer. It was also, in my opinion, it was a bad deal because basically they, she was locked in for two years where she couldn't do any other comedy specials. And then she also couldn't like repeat any of those jokes at any of her other comedy shows that she did within that two-year time. Right. And it was like $500,000. Right. Cool. And so Monique goes on to compare, you know, that low deal saying we should people should boycott Netflix, saying that she should be paid the same or close to Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Amy Schumer, because they all got $13 million, $20 million, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So when she went on The View... Of course, because it's five hosts and a guest, which is what I hate sometimes. I do kind of like how other talk shows will kind of just have, like, two people kind of tag team the interview as opposed to all five, right. or whatever. So, you know, everybody kind of got their points in it. You can kind of see, at least for me, on Whoopi's face, that she had a lot she wanted to say. Yeah. I feel like she was trying to let the other women talk. Talk, absolutely. But, but you could tell that she really felt a way about it. And so I really would have enjoyed to hear that conversation because, um, like I was telling you, it would have been... A dissenting point of view, but also would have been a respectful one. Mm-hmm. And then they also did say too that they have discussed it amongst themselves, at least off camera. Right. So they already know where each other stands. But I, since this has had, since this has become a public conversation, that is a, the one conversation out of all of this I would have liked to have seen. Right. Thus far. So then she um, has done a couple other radio shows, and then she went to go do the Breakfast Club. I did not watch that interview. I have seen a couple clips. Um, everybody enjoyed the way she quote unquote checked Charlemagne. You mean Leonard? No, I mean Charlemagne and Angela and DJ Envy. Um, quick side tangent. Um, I don't know how many times y'all gonna quote unquote cancel the Breakfast Club, but they still here. So, oh, back to money. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I could not I'm tell just, just now, but okay. <laughs> no, because I, but I, I feel like they've been messy for a long time, and it was like all cool and it's fun and jokes, but now it's an issue. But okay, so <laughs> back to Monique. Okay, so she was offered a very bad deal at Netflix, and I don't know what happened behind the scenes other than what she said about being blackballed. Okay, she should have gotten it should have been a better deal to begin with at Netflix. She should have been paid more. Um, we all know that the code for you know we. We anticipate, the numbers we anticipate you bringing in is why we gave you that money means the white viewers and we all know if you know Monique that she's had a pretty black demographic her whole career right I don't I can't think of a white movie she's been in the Parkers was on UPN which was a black network until it got changed over yeah. her career has been very black hell Bessie the precious like even the big stuff she's done has still been very black right so I I think it should have been more than 500000 but I don't think it would have even been the $13 million that Amy Schumer got. I, I see it topping off around two to five, but that's just me. Okay. Cool. 
So she's fighting, you know, this whole stereotype or this this label that they've given her as being difficult. And while that might not be true, I don't think that her press tour that she's doing to prove she isn't difficult is helping people believe that she's not. Right. Because I think that you can really tell she's angry as anybody would be because their career has suffered or, you know, maybe hurt or whatever. But it also is still the industry. Everybody knows it's a game you have to play. And she keeps saying, you know, I don't get what game you're talking about and whatever. Mm-hmm. And at first, I really, I, I think I really believed her. But I'm like, Precious didn't come until about 20 years into your career. Mm-hmm. So that's not the first time you heard people talk about having to play the game or having to do the politics of, of um, I, I guess, awards or whatever. Now, granted, you, she might not have had to, you know, do as much press or whatever for the other awards she had won up to that point. But I know it wasn't the first time in her 20-year career that she had heard people say, you have to kind of politic behind the scenes. Right. And... I don't think that her coming out against Netflix so strongly and against the other people she's mentioned so strongly is going to help her to get anything else. Right. I do believe that at this point it is bigger than herself. I do think she is trying to fight and so it might help people after her come up and do better. Mm -hmm. But I don't see anybody else wanting to work with her just because at least me personally, I would be scared to work with her. Because it's like, okay, so if something goes wrong on this set or whatever, what is she going to say in her next interview? Right. So I think she should have probably secured another deal. And then if and when this Netflix thing came up, it could have been, you know, a deal was presented to me at Netflix. It was very low. So that's why I came here. That's why this special is happening. Like, I don't think, I don't think you can come out so hard and so loud and so strong against something. We don't have something else lined up. Right. Especially not something else that's bigger or better. You know what I'm saying? The kind of like the Trump card. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I got blah, nah, nah, I got you Netflix. Like I want over here. Mm-hmm. So, and it's crazy because we talked about it a few weeks ago. I was so on her side, and I definitely feel like she's right. Right. But I feel like her methods are completely the wrong way to go about it. Mm-hmm. So yes. So <clears throat> I informed you that I I'm I'm good. Um, so. <laughs> What I'll do instead is that I'm going to share, and I won't say their name, but someone posted on uh, Facebook yesterday a post that I completely agree with. So Mm -hmm. I'll read this off and I'll let this just be what speaks for me. Okay. I continue to participate in discussions around the Monique thing because it's fascinating. It's like a social experiment showing how people pick out one piece of a multi-layered issue and take a position on it. Monique ain't funny. That's really the issue. People are just, I mean, no, 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 I'm sorry. They said, Monique ain't funny. That's not really the issue. My apologies. Let me make sure I'm quoting this right. Um, <laughs> people are just mad because she knows her worth. Nah, that's not it either. There are layers to what's going on. It's a combination of things. She's both right and wrong. She's telling whole truths, half truths, and flat out lying in the same conversations. This is simply fascinating. And that is my stance on it. Listen. Because that's okay, that's another reminded me of another thing. I get that you know, um, people don't necessarily want to come out, I guess, in quote unquote, in support of her, maybe because of her methods or how hard she's coming out, or um, I guess because to quote unquote protect themselves. Mm-hmm. But it is very interesting that nobody else in the industry, actors, comedians that I have seen. Mm-hmm have said they they stand with her they support her I, of course well let me correct that 
Chance the Rapper tweeted, you know, I support Monique, I stand behind her, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, as far as, you know, comedians, actors, people who are in, doing the same things that she's doing. Right. I've yet to see any of them yeah. do that. Like, Wanda Sykes was the closest when she was like, you know, they offered me less than half of that and I went mm-hmm. somewhere else. But that wasn't saying, girl, I agree with you. Yeah. That was, girl, I was there and this is what I did. This is true. This is very true. So that really makes me raise my eye because I'm like, I know all of them don't feel like, you know, I know they don't all feel the same way because just like Twitter is debating, I they all have multiple opinions too. Right. So that's just has me like, something's, something's like not. <laughs> we're, we're definitely missing pieces and it sucks because I know that Lee Daniels, Tyler Perry, and Oprah will never speak about it publicly. Right. So I think that's, because those are the main ones she has the issue with. I know they won't ever discuss it. Well, speaking of sucking, if we can switch topics real quick. If, if you all do it. Um, I'm all good. Okay. Speaking of sucking, we're going to get on to Safari's uh, endowment. And, uh, yeah. So, I only know who the dude is, thanks to social media. <laughs> Had never heard of him before. Of course um, you hadn't. I, I am aware now that he is uh, Nicki Minaj's ex. And he's been on some reality TV shows. And so I think, what was it, yesterday? I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing this penis as I'm going down social media. But I mean, if we're being honest, you see a a dick everywhere. So it's like, okay, wow, nice. Okay. But you see nice all the time on, let's be honest, the internet is filled with really nice looking penises. So... This, is, this <laughs> isn't something where it's like, oh my goodness, you never see those. Look at that. No, it's it's that's day to day. You can just go on Tumblr and ta-da. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And I kept scrolling. But uh, then I see today where I'm like, why are people talking about... So on Facebook, people are like, I was wondering why people are talking about Safari. Now I know why. Wow. Then there are people like, you know, I apologize for calling you corny and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what you were working with. And I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? So everybody's like, you know, they're saying on their post, just Google it and you can see. So I was like, okay, well, I went to Google and I'm like, okay, I don't know what my Google's doing, but nothing like that's coming up when I type in his name. Because everyone's like, all you have to do is type in his name. So I go to look at my, uh, I go to my settings and I'm like, there's nothing showing here where there's a safe mode on or anything like that. So I was like, why am I wasting my time with Google? I literally just mentioned to you about Tumblr. So I'm like, why not just go to Tumblr? So I went to Tumblr and sure enough, you type in his name, just endless, endless pictures, videos. I'm like, oh, now mind you, it's of the exact same thing, but you can see how many people have been uh, reposting it. So when I saw a video, I was like, well, okay, sir. All right. <laughs> All right. I, wa- I wasn't aware of who he was anyway. He's an attractive looking guy to me. So I'm like, that's he unfortunate is. that people think that he's corny. What, why do they think he's corny? Because of his behavior when he was with Nicki Minaj. He was um, a very, at what? times, a ve- he, se- he seemed corny. He gave off a, a very annoying hype man kind of a feel. Oh, um, okay. Now, I don't. He was very no, too much. Eh. <laughs> you said hype I don't necessarily say that. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying like there are some performances though where he's like kind of dancing in the background and kind of acting like the hype man. Got you. So I don't now I know who he is because of her, but I don't. I didn't really know his name until he got on a reality show. So it was a couple years ago. But I think he wrote. He used to write some of her raps or all her raps or something. Okay. 
he say she say I don't I don't know I wasn't in the <laughs> studio but but yeah well yeah he's he's an attractive guy and he's... but I do believe not to cut you off though but I'm pretty sure his like pictures leaked a different like picture leaked a few years ago like right before he joined the reality show right when he got on it now granted I don't think it was as identifiable like with the tattoos and stuff right but I at least remember his name coming coming around before okay so. So people I see guess his appendage, and then every couple of years they forget and need to be reminded again. I guess so. That's what I'm saying. I guess it wasn't as <laughs> it clearly wasn't as big of a deal. Or maybe not as, as many big of a deal. Him. I like how you did that. Shut up. <laughs> clearly, or not as many people knew him. Okay. Kind of a thing. Got you. So yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, he has a friend in me. But anyway, so. I can't. I can't. <laughs> so, moving, moving on. <laughs> To bigger and blacker things. There we come on now. Ooh, this is why I love you. <laughs> I was setting up my lead in. I had my lead in ready, but you did it. You did it. Oh, that's why I rock with you like that. That's why I rock with you. So on to bigger and blacker. <laughs> Let's talk about some Black Panther. <laughs> so <laughs> Black pa- Black. Mm. Mm, look at you, you got excited. <laughs> All right, bigger and blacker. Listen, okay. I never shy away from bigger and blacker. Ooh. So, uh, Black Panther. I'm trying to tell y'all. Over 700 million at the box office, okay? 700 million, that's worldwide. That's pretty damn major, you know? For and, like, what, nine days? Yeah, for nine days. Look 700 million, you know? So, the. Uh, those in the know are saying they're fairly certain it's gonna uh, it's going to cross over the billion dollar mark because that's just a done deal. I'm thinking, <laughs> uh, it, and seeing how it has yet to actually it hasn't premiered in China or Japan yet. It doesn't premiere in either of those countries until next month. So there's a lot more that can happen when it comes to Black Panther, especially with so many of us seeing the the show. I mean, seeing the movie multiple times. Yeah. Like, I think also too because it's only been the first two weekends. Like, yeah, I, hell, it could probably raise at least another hundred, well, maybe possibly <laughs> at least another hundred million. Just you know, what I'm saying, like, yeah, domestically, like because movies, well, movies don't stay in the movies as long anymore. Right. But right, it at least has another maybe month. But because it's doing so well, it might be a little bit longer. But I mean, it it. It doesn't have to worry about any strong competition for the next week, but then after that comes Wrinkle, you know, not this coming weekend, but next weekend is Wrinkle. So um, it's not going to, and, and I hear you, um, so it's not going to compete <laughs> on Panther level, like okay, clear, okay, but okay, it will take okay. away some of its audience. I agree. I yeah. concur. Okay. So, I, I was like, that. let me go ahead and get that um real quick. Because <laughs> it was there. trying was Ava, there. but I already let you know. I'm not trying Ava. We're going to discuss that next week. All my next comments week. Uh, next week, boy. <laughs> I have a thorough, I have a verbal think piece coming. So, yeah. <laughs> Lord, I have a drink ready. Please, please, because I feel some kind of way about the and it ain't, people. But it ain't changing over here. I just want you to know that. I mean, I, I'm talking to a Gemini. I'm fairly certain three weeks ago when we were talking about Monique, you didn't think you were going to change. So, <laughs> y'all, y'all are standing in y'all stances until y'all are ready to move. I understand, Gemini. It's all good. It's all good. That's the reason why y'all are so close to Taurus and the Zodiac. But anyway, so. I feel tried. Big up. <laughs> big up. The Black Panther. <laughs> I've ever been more disrespected in my life. <laughs> Jesus. 
Jesus. I still love you, though. I do. I really do. Okay. Even with your, with your sprinkle of bull, I still love you. Indeed. So, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> going for Black Panther, which actually has David Kaluuya in it, he is nominated <laughs> for an Oscar for Get Out. King of a Segway! <laughs> And that helps us transition into the Oscars. So that's coming up this Sunday, right? It is this Sunday, March the 4th. Ooh, don't get me lying. It's the 4th. <laughs> it's the 4th. That's Sunday. Listen, listen. <laughs> this weekend, they know it's on a Sunday, damn it. <laughs> it's always on a weekend. Sunday. That's all you need. <laughs> okay, you know one coming on Saturday. Don't do. Don't play. Don't play. But yes. This Sunday, March the 4th. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me what channel. <laughs> it's going to be on ABC. Because <laughs> cha they change every year. They do? I thought they all rotated every year. Or do they yeah. all just have one big one? Yeah, the Oscars are always on ABC. I really thought they all rotated every year. So everybody just has one big award show. Is that how it works? Disney, listen, Disney has that on lock. The same way the Grammys, I think, have been CBS for forever. You might be right. Yeah. Disney got that on lock. <laughs> Disney don't play the right. <laughs> I guess they all have their big ones. Like, I don't know what NBC has. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody worried about that. Um, no, I think that they... What do they have? See? Wow, that's a very good point. Do they have the Golden Globes? I think they're the Golden Globes. Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. I think NBC is the Golden Globes. Come on, we better know it. But the, the important thing right now is ABC and the Oscars. And the reason why yeah. it's important that ABC, I mean, ABC has the Oscars is because ABC also has TGIT. And, well, uh, look, look at you doing that! <laughs> <laughs> and this Thursday, we get a crossover going, don't we? We do. You can sound a little bit more excited. I'm not. Oh. Scandal Highway Murder crossover this week. I don't know why. But at Shonda Land, they thought it was a good idea. She so did. So we're gonna all watch it. She did. I do. I'm. I would like to see Kay watch the Viola Davis act together. Okay. So if this is how I have to get it for the first time. It I will is. take it. It is for the first time. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear. Okay. Thank you. Um. <laughs> so feisty. I, I just need um when Olivia starts to monologue, I need Annalise to be true to who Annalise is. Okay. I don't need them to write her as a scandal character and Come let her on. finish her monologue. Come on. I need her to be like sister girl. Baby boo. Like, I saw you got a long speech prepared. I don't want to hear all that. She needs to pick up a bag and walk out, is what she needs to do. <laughs> Mid monologue, okay. just out the door. <laughs> I need another purse gift of her picking it up. We got two. Let's get a third one. Because she don't have time. Come on. Most of us Who don't have time for Olivia. <laughs> Most has of us. time. Listen. I just need her to die before the show ends. Come on. I keep saying that. That's all like, I need. They say you got to speak it. Okay. Let them hear you. Put into the atmosphere. Okay. Lord, y'all might have already finished filming. No, they're not finished filming. They're not? I don't know. Oh, no, they're not. But they're not. I don't know why they're not, but they're not. Uh, I need <laughs> Olivia Carolyn Pope to be 10 feet under when Scandal ends. Father God in heaven. Jesus name, I pray. I the fact that you even know her, her middle name. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. They love to say her middle name on social media. That's the only reason I oh, know it. Oh, there we go. Because you, you know I call her Olivia. Yeah, you, know, I, you know I call her Olivia. You so. <laughs> it fits her better. 
It, it does. It does. A lot of other things fit her better, like a coffin. But ugh, I, um, I, I am looking forward to seeing the crossover. I am. Now, mind you, that could go down once I see the episodes. However, you know me, especially with storyline, it, it's very important to me that you. I'm one of those kind of people that even when uh, watching wrestling, they've done a lot mm-hmm. better with it over the years. But back in the day, they would do things, and if they assumed that you didn't keep up with storylines, so they'd switch mm-hmm. things right in front of your face, and you're like, that's not the same guy who was playing that character before. <laughs> like, what, what's happening? Do you think I'm done? They're supposed to do like the soaps and announce. Listen! Come on, as they walk onto the scene. Yes, blah, blah, they blah, will right. now be played by. H- Hello! <laughs> you gotta know. <laughs> Listen. Listen, damn it. So I'm feeling some kind of way because Bonnie was on not only the first season of Scandal, but the first episode of Scandal. And I'm like, so she was playing a totally different character. That don't mean that that wasn't the same woman. Because there's no way that you're going to see <laughs> any of these people. But she died. She was okay. supposed to have died. She was okay, supposed to have died. Bonnie didn't die. Now, here's my thing. Here's my thing. If you're going to do me right, act like she died, but she didn't. And she escaped her ass to Pennsylvania and changed her identity. Okay? Then I'm here for it. But that still doesn't... But, that, it... still doesn't... but that doesn't add up with the Hagrid murder storyline. <laughs> With That's Bonnie. the issue there. Oh, well, I mean, you know, she ended up get oh, well, because I mean, it would have still been around the same age when she was in the abusive marriage, right? Wouldn't it have been around the same age when she uh, left? And she, she did was abusive have... marriage. That's what we discovered this yeah. season, right? Yeah. I stopped watching, so that's why I was confused. <laughs> yeah, she was an abusive, and uh, she had long hair when she was a young. I remember Bonnie, she had long hair, and she had I long remember. hair on Scandal too. So see, it would still work. Um, so she cut her hair. So that could have went along with it as well. So it's like, you know, she thought she was escaping to Philadelphia to have a better life, but then she ended up being... And I mean, if we're going off of the way that they handle people of how to get away with murder, no one ever gets to be happy. So that No, but she would have been in... She would have had to have been on highway of murder, like, in their world first, and then went to Scandal, because Scandal was only... Well, well, well that's what nine-ish. I was asking. Yeah, that's what I was asking about. How young was she when she... From the storyline that they're giving on how to get away with murder. Because there was at least, what, three three seasons? Three, four seasons of Scandal in the bag by the time How to Go With Murder came along? Um, yeah, but they also time jumped a few times. With, uh, with what, Scandal? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, see, it makes even more sense that she could have been there. So, <laughs> But th- that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is that if Bonnie's going to be there, which I'm hoping Bonnie don't interact with anybody... Because if she interacts with Olivia and they don't have Olivia's eyes raised, then I'm I don't like, think everybody's um, crossing over. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just uh, the I black think it's just um, Aja and Carrie and. That's how you pronounce her name. Yes. Look at you. That's I didn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I can't. I I can't ever. I didn't know how to pronounce it, but I don't like Michaela, so maybe that's part of it. <laughs> I, she's an amazing actress. Yes. You know, I just don't like the Keaton five. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go ahead and skip subjects now because I know that you're <laughs> I know you're not a fan of them at all. So uh, just, at all. just briefly is a good way of being able to transition into my conversation with Francisco. We're going to be talking about uh, gender identity today. And uh, Francisco presents as non-binary. 
and I, and I don't want to speak for you, so I'll let you go ahead and tell the misfits, but I present as a black, cis, heterosexual, mm, mm, heterosexual? Ooh, breaking mm. news. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, I th- black, well, if it's per, no, you go ahead. I'll uh, ask you later. Black, cis, homosexual male. That's what I present. Um, so I would assume you're the exact same way because you don't see yourself as non-binary. You don't see yourself as a woman, right? That's correct. You don't see yourself as transgendered. That's correct. Okay. So as cis, that is, I feel like I'm sitting here. I, I feel like you I explain to, to me or are you explaining well, to Well, I was about to explain to you, but I, I feel like it might be better suited for Francisco to explain to everybody. <laughs> but, but just know that there's cis hetero and cis homo, you know? You don't see yourself okay. as transgendered. You're cis. You know, you're not non-binary. You're cis hetero. I mean, cis homosexual. So now it could, and the reason why it's important to say that is because if you were to just say you are a gay man, well, there are some transgendered men who are also into men as well. You know, mm-hmm. so that makes it confusing for people if you're like you're a gay man and it's like, oh, okay, but were you born as a woman or were you? You feel me? So that's the reason why it's important to make sure you have cis in the front of yours so people know that you're not transgendered. Um, but yeah, so Francisco presents as uh, them there. And so I'm I'm very interested in having a conversation with them because I think it's going to be very eye opening for a lot of our misfits who may not be who may not be educated when it comes to gender identity, you know, Um, and Mm -hmm. also present an opportunity for those who are listening who do belong to the, the community of those who are knowledgeable of this an opportunity to heal if they feel like they've been through a lot of situations where they've been persecuted because of it. So I think that it's a very important conversation for us to have, you know. I I definitely do. I I don't know what to add, but I definitely right. And, and I was feeling that I was like, hope maybe we can talk about it a little bit next week after the conversation happens. It's like okay. No, I have a question. I don't know if you can answer that because we say um, <laughs> Francisco presents as them they. I don't know if I understand what you mean that those are the pronouns that they prefer to be called. Mm-hmm. Or, um, I guess it was like called because, like, you would call me he, him. Yeah, I just don't know if you use the word present. I don't know if you know the answer to that or not. I was just and and wonder, and I may be completely wrong. And you know, me, I have no problem one admitting I'm wrong, mm-hmm. two apologizing for it. So, I will make sure to ask uh, Francisco that when we have our sure. call. absolutely appreciation. Listen, it's all about being educated, it's all about being educated. I'm here for it. And if that's the case, you know, once we go into the interview, you guys will find out all about that. So I'll make sure I make that one of the first things that I ask because I have said it quite a few times during this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) And once I'm educated on it and I know whether I was right or wrong for saying it, I will flow forward accordingly. Uh, So we're about to go into my interview with Francisco and on the other side will be good news. And I'll see you then, BHW. See you then. Okay, so my guest today is someone who I consider to be a dear friend. This person is a writer, a speaker, a consultant residing in D.C. and an all-around Amadamophist person. I am so glad that they are blessing the healing space today. And I know that you all, you wonderful misfits, are going to learn a great deal from them. Everyone, please welcome Francisco L. White. Welcome to the healing space. 
Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how have you been lately? What's going on? I feel like I've been talked a whole lot. <laughs> I don't know um, where to begin. <laughs> Work like owns my life. I feel like I'm at the office all the time, but um, things have been good. Things have been busy. Right. So good. Living in your purpose, I'm sure. Yeah, trying to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I wanted to start off because this episode is called Healing Through uh, Gender Identity. Okay. So with this episode, I want to be able to educate some of our misfit listeners on what that means. Uh, because there are a lot of different directions you could go in when it comes to gender identity, you know? Right. Um, so I wanted to start off by asking you, I know that you identify as non-binary. Mm-hmm. Now, the first thing I wanted to ask earlier in the conversation when I was talking to Brandon, I told him that I wanted to be educated on this because it's something that I'm saying and I'm not necessarily certain. Because I'll say either self-identify or I'll say presents. And is presents proper or should I completely cut that out? Should it just be self-identify? Yeah, I think self-identify is a safer way to go. Gotcha. <laughs> because gotcha. like I don't I don't present any differently. Right. Um Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and I told him that I was like, I have absolutely no problem being like, okay, I was <laughs> not properly, you know, I wasn't saying that properly. I know that I'm wrong. Once you're educated, when you know better, you do better, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay, you identify as non binary. So my question to you is, uh how can you explain what that means to our misfit listeners who may have never heard that before? While me, I know it. Uh, between conversations with you and other friends and also educating myself, I have a clear understanding. But if someone who hadn't right. done the work yet, if they weren't sure what that was, how would you break that down to them? Yeah, very simply, um, like neither man nor woman mm-hmm. fits me very comfortably. Um, you know, I think those identities are valid and dope and amazing if that suits you. Absolutely. Um, but neither really sums me up or contains who I am. So I've been sort of on this journey of like self-examination and self-exploration. Um, and I really haven't found another term or way to identify myself. I I just don't identify and this is like one of those things that is hard to talk about <laughs> without using language that is not like commonly held or used. Right. Um, it's just a tricky conversation to have. Like, I feel like we're just beginning to have these conversations around like gender expansiveness and non-binary identities in community. Like, Absolutely. these are conversations that have been had in like academic spaces and like gender and sexuality courses perhaps but like now we're in community having these conversations which is dope absolutely um but like the language has to just be more accessible and i'm trying to work on how how to do that good (laughs) it's awesome to hear you say that last part you know that you want to be a part of the solution as far as being able to get that out to more people in the community you know Instead of it being a situation where it has to be a part of academia, it's like, okay, let's take this out so, you know, we can actually go out and educate more people on it for those. And and also, you know, in conversations that you and I have had in the past, it's also about you being willing to educate yourself as well. Uh, Once, you know, a door is open for you, don't just stand there at the door. (laughs) Take the time to actually walk (laughs) through, you know. So uh, when did you... 
has this always been who you who you self-described as or was there a certain point in your life where you realized that man woman that didn't really speak to you they're definitely okay so i always have felt the way i feel now mm-hmm. i didn't have the language though like gotcha. i didn't have any terminology to like describe how i perceived myself until yeah. maybe two years ago um and then i had all of these questions around then like does that like determine my sexuality like how do i refer to my sexuality now or or like partners i have are they no longer gay like <laughs> who are they like i had all these questions that you know i don't even feel like i need to answer anymore like i'm just who i am and people who dig me are who they are and i don't think everything needs like a textbook definition or an exact term yeah it's all good yeah no i i absolutely feel you on that i i like how you said especially when it comes to when you say you were questioning as far as what would the terms be for you know for them the people that you interact with romantically sexually things of that nature no i completely agree like why is that necessary you know it's like you love who you love (laughs) <laughs> when it comes time to lay down with who you lay down with they are who they are you know right and it's like a person at hello at the end and of the day it's such a setup because i feel like so many people are like shedding labels just to find new ones and i'm like i mm. don't want to do that mm. <laughs> like, that word you just spoke right there yeah <laughs> i see that on social media all the time but <laughs> Much love to them, of course, but yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you definitely spoke a word when you just said that. Uh, okay, so I want to make sure that I'm saying this correctly. You are Afro-Latinx? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and non-binary. What are some of the challenges that you face or have faced over the years in knowing who you are? Oof. Um... <laughs> <laughs> So I, um, I I appreciate that response because I'm like when I'm thinking of my questions I was like I don't want to give him really easy stuff that he's like this is such a simple <laughs> conversation. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, just a lot of people saying that. Um, Who I am isn't like valid. I was amazed that people can like look you in the face and say you don't exist. It's like the audacity. Yeah. But <laughs> um, there's there's like a real belief and investment um, from people that are just like you know you can either be Latinx or you can be black, but you can't be both. Yeah. And I'm just like, do you like even know the history of like colonialism <laughs> and the slave trade? Like, are you kidding me? There's like millions upon millions of black folks in Latin America. Um, So there's that just trying to like (laughs) have the conversation around, you know, being Latino or Latina or Latinx and how that is not necessarily like any less black than anybody else. Absolutely. Uh, In fact, um, the majority of people of African descent who live in the Western Hemisphere, mm-hmm. live in Latin American countries. So we have this, like, perception as black Americans that, like, we define black and we are what black is. And I'm just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> black is so much broader than, you know, like, what we're doing here. Yeah. Um, so 
that's a hashtag all into itself. Black <laughs> is so much broader. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> did you have you noticed this more as an adult, or even like as a kid in your teen years? Did you have to have these same conversations with people saying this to you? Yeah, and as a as a kid, like growing up, I had these weird conversations within my family because it's my dad's side of the family that's from Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. So um, some of them are really white passing. Like, mm. yeah, some of them are really white passing. And, you know, I dealt with being referred to as the black cousin, the black wow. grandson, really wild, like colorists, like borderline racist stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but I feel <laughs> so it's sort of been like a lifelong conversation. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was I, I think the 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 very first time I I ever heard anyone like really go deep into this conversation was probably there was an interview on the <laughs> on the show that I no longer listen to. Uh, they're problematic asses. Uh, the Breakfast Club. Um, uh, with I I'm so sorry for forgetting her name, but a sister oh. from Orange is the New Black. Oh, wait, uh, who? <laughs> uh, right, right. Uh, oh, Lord, her name is not coming to me. Dasha. I believe her first name is Dasha. Oh, uh, yeah, Polanco. Yes. Okay. And she was, yes. she was having the same conversation as you because that's how she self-describes as well, you know? Right. And so when she was having the conversation with them, of course, they weren't able, to, per usual, able to wrap their mind around <laughs> what it is that she's saying as far as being Afro-Latina. And so right. she's explaining it to them, making perfect sense to me. And I'm like, why is it so difficult to get through to them, you know? And she was like, I'm black, you know? And she's like, just because it's something that you're not able to see doesn't take away from me knowing who I am. And so I'm like, that's so problematic when it gets to, when you have to get to a point in a conversation where you're saying to someone, why do I even have to get this far in this conversation? I told you who I am. There we go. You know, I'm literally having to. I'm having to right. defend my existence to you. <laughs> like, right. how did we get to that point where we have to do that? But that's mm-hmm. that's day to day. You know, even it comes to being queer, being oh, yeah. able to tell someone this isn't a choice. You know, it's not like I wake yeah. up in the morning and I'm like, it could be a woman that I'm <laughs> sleeping with, but I'm going to decide on a guy today instead. So it's like, right. no. And you keep beating it against me that this is a choice. And I'm like, but how do you get to tell me that? Right. How, right. how do we get to that point? You know, and it, it can create chaos in a person who is less comfortable in their skin, you know, um, especially at a younger age. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that and I feel like you were about to say more, but that opens up to my next question. So that gives you an opportunity to say more um, on that particular topic. So what I uh, what I put down was uh, we all hopefully are working on ourselves and we're ever evolving creatures. What advice would you provide to someone who's not sure of how to free themselves of the rules that society places on us? How did you escape this particular matrix of understanding your identity? I had to really sit with myself, and that's not something I was able to. Um learn how I would say master but I haven't mastered that mm-hmm. um, that's something that's not something I was able to do until I would say like my mid to late 20s mm-hmm. where I could just like silence everything around me or try to and just really listen to how I felt yeah um, without any distractions and I just I think you always know what's true for you yeah like deep down um, 
Absolutely. So like for me, like, you know, I've been trying to meditate off and on for years and <laughs> that is just not a strength of mine. We, we've had conversations. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I hike um, and hiking for me serves a, sort of the same. I was about to say that is meditation. Purpose. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Just being alone with myself, you know, and just like reminding myself that my truth is valid like i'm living in this body like there's really nobody else who gets to dictate what that experience is for me yeah but that takes some hard lessons and some time and some growth and maturity it does. That, yeah, you know. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's not always going to be pretty at all right, right. it's in some of the dirtiest ugliest moments that we have the most mm-hmm. growth so Definitely. So, uh, okay. I wanted to ask you about your writing. Okay. Because I know that you are a poet as well. Uh, so I wanted to ask you as far as it goes with your, your journey of self love and understanding of self, how has your writing played a part in that? So I've been writing poetry from like a very early age. Mm -hmm. Uh, my mother had me in the library at like five. I had a library card in like the first grade, and well, that was just like what we did right. Um, that's one thing she did very right. Um, <laughs> so I've been writing poetry for the longest time um, as a way to sort of like process my thoughts and feelings. Um, so like it was only. When did I publish that? It was only like in 20... Like, you know, I had done spoken word and slam and things like that off and on throughout the years. Yeah. Um, but then like self-publishing, the chat book in 2016 was more or less me just trying to like get out some things that I was processing internally. Yeah. And I thought, you know, like, let me see what happens if I self-publish this. I didn't really have any expectations. Um... But, you know, it did okay. Right. <laughs> it did okay, and it led to me, um, you know, like booking some readings in some cities. Um, I have found that the poetry community is oddly exclusive mm-hmm. and elitist Come and on. academic. And Come on, you're about to make me stand up. <laughs> I've, my work has appeared in, like, two or three journals over the past year. Yeah. Um, which is dope for somebody who, like, doesn't have an MFA and, like, is not connected to a university and, like, self-published. That's dope. But I, I find that, like, those poetry community environments are just, like, that's just not what I want to be. So, like, I've always written poetry. I always will write poetry. Absolutely. Um, I am in contract with an indie publisher now um, for, like, a full collection. I don't know if I'm going to still pursue that. Because, like, I, I don't need that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> options, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have options. Um. <laughs> but I, I appreciate you mentioning that as far as uh, the, the air of which some poetry spaces, the, the way they carry themselves. Uh, oh, yeah. People on the what we call scene. um it's it's interesting. That's the reason why when I created my open mic, when I created storytellers, a lot of it had to do with that. A lot mm-hmm. of it, a lot of it was because people who I interact with, people who I'm close to, where we do poetry, it's not it's not a thing of popularity. 
it's not right. for being known. It's a passion right. for us, you know? So we want safe spaces where we're able to do this without feeling like we won't have an opportunity to get on the mic because we're not well-known enough, you know? Um, right. Where we're going to feel judged the entire time we're on stage telling our story, you know? Right. Uh, so that's why I wanted to create a space like that. So you, you spoke to me just now because that's, that's truth. And it's, it, it's important for those of us, well, I'm not in the community the way I used to be, but for those who are in the community and really care about the art, to make sure that we're constantly creating spaces like that or else people will feel people will feel like there's no space for them to be heard you know right. and sometimes people just need that that type that form of community you know it's it's healing for people um another thing that i wanted to i want to thank you for this because there aren't a lot of us well not in the circles that i travel in <laughs> not not on my social media i don't see it a lot so I wanted to thank you for this. You are someone who is very vocal about how we are all equal, those of us who have degrees and those of us who don't. And that means a lot to me because we do live in a society where you're judged off of where you've graduated, if you haven't graduated at all, you know. Right. And those who don't have degrees are able to reach such amazing heights and you're constantly told that if you don't have that, that you're either not worthy, not worth it, you know? So yeah. I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for that. And in the midst of thanking you for it, to ask you, what has that journey been like for you? Oh, yeah. I, especially over the past two years, I've, like, I've spoken at Princeton and Wesleyan and just um, did my TEDx talk at the University of Maryland. And I'm like... I've consistently been the least formally educated person in the room, mm -hmm. um, which I like revel in. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm here anyway. Um, Come on. Come on. But I have to like really claw myself into a lot of those spaces. Yeah. Um, you know, I really had to work against being like disregarded and you know known people don't feel like I should be in the space yeah. um, I don't know it just takes a lot of like internal sort of like resolve and fortitude to navigate a lot of the spaces I found myself in Absolutely. Um, I think the quality of my work has spoken for itself and I don't think there's been any denying it and mm -hmm. actually people are surprised when they find out that I don't have um, like traditional, formal, higher education. Same here. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> right, but I'm just like decolonize how you like conceive of intelligence Come and on. education. Like, what are you like? What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what that like what? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. So I, I, you, you mentioned earlier that you had an opportunity. And at the time of this recording, it was this past Saturday, you had an opportunity to do a TEDx talk. So what was that experience like for you? It was a blur. So <laughs> my talk had to be under 15 minutes. Um, and I was speaking about non-binary identity um, and how, it, how being non-binary really uh, gives permission to others to just really like self-examine and self-define and self-determine um, but how the resistance to that is rooted in like a fear of 
non-binary identity or like gender queerness sort of like undoing labels that people have come to rely on because these labels that we live with and live under really like assign privilege and status so like what happens when we begin to say that those things are just arbitrary and right. constructs and we begin to challenge those things right um when like so many aspects of our, our lives depend on these um like gender assignments yeah. um so yeah that was a lot to talk about in under 15 minutes i managed to do it in 12 minutes <laughs> <laughs> when you were breaking it down just now i was like wow under 15 minutes okay i i did what i could do <laughs> kudos to you that it was 12 that's awesome <laughs> i'm like how were they able to do that like wow okay. You are phenomenal for that. <laughs> As a writer, I'm sure that you've been in situations before where you had to have things at a certain amount. So, <laughs> right, you know, typically I'm given like 45 minutes to an hour to speak. Yeah. So this was a test. Um, this was like, where do I begin knowing that I have 15 minutes? Um, <laughs> I think it worked out though. <laughs> The thing that I've always found it to be so interesting about you is that from from knowing who you are personally, in my mind, I'm like, you seem like you're, you're more of an introvert, but it's like, oh yeah, right. So I'm like, that's so interesting for me because in knowing that you're an introvert, in your, your passion, in what it is that you're passionate about and where it takes you, it's the complete opposite of what an introvert would do. So, <laughs> so how are you? How are you able to navigate that? Like in in knowing who you are as an introvert, how are you able to allow yourself to be comfortable in spaces where you know you have to speak in front of large groups of people? Hmm. So I've always been an introvert, but I have a like theater background. Mm-hmm. Like you know, very amateur, like high school theater, community theater, community musical theater, which has sort of helped me in that I'm able to stand before large groups of people and sort of um, become someone else. Yeah. I think that's the way that I handle it. Mm-hmm. I um, sort of like step outside of myself and treat things like a monologue or an act in a play. Yeah. Um, that has helped me because I can't lie. Like I'm still very uncomfortable um, in crowds, in front of large groups of people. Um, I have mastered a lot of skill in hiding that Mm -hmm. um, and getting the job done, (laughs) (laughs) but it's not comfortable. Um, I'd much rather be behind the scenes, but I I feel like a lot of the things that I've been talking about, um, I feel like who better to talk about them than someone who who has that lived experience. so I'm just like stepping into work that I sort of feel responsibility for doing. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I need a lot of time to decompress afterward. Believe me. Like. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. I, I appreciate that honesty. <laughs> I, I often need that as well. So yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm listening to you like, yeah, yeah. Check off. That's me. That's me. That's me. Okay. It's weird because I can I can stand in front of a group of like a hundred or two hundred people mm-hmm. and be relatively calm, but like then when I come down from the stage or the podium and maybe two or three people 
get close to me, that's when I get nervous. It's the smaller um, interactions that yeah. sort of make me sort of awkward. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's like I can I can go on stage and I can perform or I can speak right. and I'm in my element. I'm very, very comfortable. But take me to like a house party or something like uh. that. <laughs> I am over in the corner. Like, right. like, no, not so much. Like, seriously, I'm one of those kind of people where if I'm at a party or something like that, it really is up to most people coming up to me. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get this good drink. Right. <laughs> okay. So, final question for you. With this being the healing space, something that I always like to ask our guests when we have them on, how do you heal? What is your process? Wow. I wish um, – I don't, I don't have a good practice. I don't. Um, I would say the hiking has always helped. Mm-hmm. That's something that I've done pretty consistently throughout my adult life. Do you um, have a connection to nature in any way? I I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I grew up in Western Massachusetts. It's really woodsy, yeah. uh, for lack of a better way to describe it. Um, <laughs> so, I feel I feel really comfortable um, on the trails and in the trees. Um, yeah, yeah. So that helps, and writing, of course, helps as well. Okay, awesome. So, I think writing. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. that's definitely awesome. I, I love to be able to hear what people's practices are, their process of healing, because I feel like for our misfits who are listening, in case they don't have a clear path to how they can properly heal, maybe hearing what you all have to say is a way of being able to help them. Right. So, yeah, definitely. So thank you for sharing that. And also, thank you for being a part of this conversation. It really means a lot to me. When I first was thinking of the idea of having the healing space, you're absolutely one of the people who I wanted to have on. So, <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. That's dope. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. If people would like to walk with you on social media, where would they be able to find you? Oh, God. I'm always running my mouth on Twitter. Um, <laughs> at Francisco L. White. Um, my Instagram handle is uh, Francisco Lewis White, but that's mostly just like vanity and thirst traps. Um, <laughs> so Twitter's probably the better way to go. <laughs> so, so if people want to know your thoughts more, they should go to Twitter. <laughs> probably Twitter, yeah. If yeah. they want to get their thirst on, they should go to they Instagram. They want to see my, my face from many different angles. Instagram is the way to go. <laughs> Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, if uh, do you, is your I know you had an official website that's still up. Oh yeah, okay, FrancisCoLewisWhite yeah, dot um, That's where you can get like my bio and info about uh, booking me to come to your like school or your city group or community organization. I'm always looking to have these conversations in community, mm-hmm. um, especially in spaces and in ways that are accessible to the most people possible. Yeah. Uh, I've spoken at quite a few conferences with, you know, excessive registration fees or that have just been in spaces that are just not seen as accessible, even if they're free. Right. Um, So I'm really committed to, like, having hard conversations, but, like, loving conversations in community. Um, 
So book me. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's how you end that. And being paid to do it. <laughs> Well, thank you. I greatly appreciate you being on here. You know how I feel about you. You're a beautiful, necessary, amazing human being. So thank, thank you so you. much for being part of this. The feeling is mutual. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And with that being said, everyone, it is now time for good news. And now it is time for... <laughs> I felt like I was an announcer at a circus or something. <laughs> I love it. The elephant's going to come out. I started to make the noise, but you know, I'm not good with like doing the the sound effects. Right. We've tried this before and you were like, that's not how that sounds. So. Okay. okay I caught okay. myself. This is, this is good news, everyone. This is good news. <laughs> I really couldn't get through it. I started, started Look laughing. At you. It's that good. You laughing, grinning. I love it. You like smile. You feel with joy. Yeah, with your good joy. news. Full of it. Full of joy and happiness. Joy full. There we go. Uh, I'm okay. <laughs> you gotta stress it. You know. I okay. So, <laughs> so the first good news is the awesomeness of our misfits. I wanted to talk about that really quick because that's some good news. That's great news, actually. Uh, we had our live podcast last week. Yeah. Brandon was able to be here live. But the universe does everything for a reason. <laughs> because when we were doing our live, we were doing THS Live on Facebook. And he wasn't able to get up here because he was having some issues with his car. So, and you, you said that on the live one, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, I want to make sure I wasn't putting your business out there. So, he, uh, he wasn't able to get here. So, I'm doing this at my house and while i'm doing it i'm noticing i'm not seeing the conversation scroll anymore inside of the uh <laughs> inside of the podcast the comments the comments mm-hmm. there we go i don't know why comments always gets away from me i'm like what word am i looking for so the good thing <laughs> is is that brandon was able to see it so i was like okay perfection like oh yeah it's a the thing i didn't tell you no go ahead no go ahead no because the thing i didn't tell you <laughs> was because my computer was acting up. So I was able to see the comments, but you were frozen. So I was like, what the hell? Wow. Like, Are you uh, serious? <laughs> yes. What? So thankfully, I was on the phone with you. So yes. I could hear you. <laughs> and I could read the comments. But yeah, you were frozen. The universe um, is hilarious. Plan. So my comments were frozen. But, <laughs> but I was able to keep the show flowing. And you couldn't see me at all. But you were able to... <laughs> I'm done. And look at that. That's why we make a great team. But we pushed through. Didn't we? Bow. Didn't we? (laughs) Clack out. We had a great conversation. We had a great conversation. And that's why I want to thank our misfits. Because I still have to go back and actually look at all of of the comments. Like, this is the (laughs) most comments we've ever had in one of our live events. The most comments we've ever had. I think it was over 100. It was over 100 comments. Uh, people were definitely in there sharing. We had a lot of viewers. There were a lot of viewers. I'm going to have to go back and see how many people were actually watching. Because there were a lot of people who were watching who didn't say anything. Um, mm-hmm. Creepers. It's like, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the conversation was really, 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 really good. And I have to go back and repost it on to our other pages as well. So people can watch the conversation. It was so much fun. So I want to thank you guys. Um, also, for those of you who are now starting to comment, what really fills my heart 
is that I really made sure at the end of the live show to let everybody know how important it was for us, for you all to interact, to go on mm-hmm. to the episodes on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, and to make sure you start sharing and commenting. And it makes my heart feel really good because you did. And, you know, like before we started this show, I told uh, Brandon, I went on to our very last Wakanda episode on SoundCloud. And I was like, oh, my God, all these comments. Like, <laughs> I'm like reading. I was like, wow, these are a lot of comments. So shout out to all of you. I love that you you heard us and you want to make sure that we're able to get out to more people so they can be a part of the healing process as well. So that's that's great news. So thank you all. So what's some of your good news, DHW? Well, like you said, my, you kind of already said a little bit, but, you know, I was having the car issues. I didn't have to get my car, take it to the shop. I needed a new starter. And sadly, I didn't know any mechanic shop, so I had to take it to the dealer. We all know dealers charge a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I was able to get it fixed. I had the money to do that. I'm a little broke now. But <laughs> the vehicle is fixed. I can get around. So that is the good news, there Shondo. There we go. Ain't uh-huh. it? Ain't it? Hey, hey. Good news right there, boy. Need that car. I, I do. <laughs> I do. Because Uber don't make no damn sense how much it was in small ass making. I was like, I'm like, to go there? Really? So, yeah. That's what I'm thinking where I live in Atlanta now. Like, I went from, I went from catching Uber so much last summer that not only, you know, I'm VIP now, but I was getting 50% off my rides. So, I'm going Ooh. places for like $4. You feel me? Well, well, must be nice. Um, but hey, no, not now. <laughs> Since I haven't, over the last <laughs> few months, I haven't done Uber as much. So it's taken down. Like, I was doing Uber at least maybe seven, seven to nine times a week. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, because of that, they're like, oh, he's doing this a lot. So let's make sure, you know, it's like we, we show him how much we appreciate it. So I would get up to 50%. I would get as low as 15%. So it usually be like 50%, 35%, 20%, 15%. But it got mm-hmm. to the point now, since I wasn't doing it so much, I wasn't getting it at all. So for me to get from where I live in Atlanta now back up to where I was when I was in Shambly, a smooth $30. What? <laughs> no, man. No. <laughs> That's Plans. not going to work for me. Right? I won't be seeing you, Shambly. Sorry, boo. <laughs> so I'm about to get to know Marta very well, you know. Um, yes, because Marta. I don't know. I, I guess it's just the like when I lived in New York. Of course, I didn't need a car at all. Um, and as I, you know, I always tell people, I got into a car, and a girl totaled me right before I moved to New York. So I was like, okay, clearly that was the universe thing. I didn't need my G six. Mm-hmm. So but then I moved back to Baltimore, and once I had uh, my mom, she gave me one of her cars, so I didn't have to buy a new one. So I'm like driving that car, and I didn't like even with that, I would always park at the subway and catch it downtown to go to work. So mm-hmm. again, not only I didn't have to fill up my gas tank and like every two weeks I filled it up or something like that. Um, so I was doing good, but also I wasn't driving a lot. I didn't really need a car. So I'm looking at Atlanta like everyone's saying you need to get a car. But I'm like, dude, <laughs> a car has been so much a thing of let me just get, you know, I'll drive to the grocery store. Yeah. I'll drive to the, you know, I'll drive to the um, subway station. I have really needed a car to really get a lot of places. So right now I'm looking like, okay, I guess I'll just use Marta for a little while. A car for me is something where when it comes, it comes. It's not something where I feel like, oh my God, I absolutely need it right now. You feel me? No, it definitely makes sense. I think because um, the South definitely doesn't have as much like public transportation. Yeah. But so it's a little more quote unquote car dependent. But I think if you can learn Marta, because Marta is still pretty 
ice expanse server like goes pretty far to do different things or whatever yeah. to my knowledge i've never like driven on it or whatever i mean ridden on it there whatever <laughs> but you know um from what i've seen and what i've heard it definitely gets you around or far enough you know pretty well so here's all you and plus too once you learn it so if, if hey. you can if you can get down new york subway system you're good anywhere in america anywhere oh no not even i wasn't even trying to say it was difficult just saying you should be able to get pretty much oh, where you need to get in atlanta oh no, got you got you yeah because when i lived in chambly oh, no i don't think it's difficult at all no sir when i was in chambly i was two stops away from the very last stop so i was like oh i'm cutting it <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> made it just in time uh, but we've gotten so far off of good news uh, well, no, because it was still kind of in the in the vein of you and your car. So, yeah, we were still in, in transportation. But the last bit of good news <laughs> goes to where you can find us now online. Uh, we were able to find a place. I was online, and I saw that there was someone who was using, I forgot who it was, so forgive me, because I would definitely give you props. Uh, but it was someone I saw when I was reading their profile who started using the site where you could click on it and be able to find where all of their things were for their podcast oh i feel so bad that i can't give them a shout out because y'all know i'm good for it but when you go to a place called Linktree, so this is also for any of you out there who may be podcasters and aren't aware because you know we have to spread the love and uh mm-hmm. educate others who, so they can do the exact same thing why hoard yes, it to yourself um with Linktree. You're able to use all of your sites. So Brandon and I are now able to give you our our link tree so you can find our official website, which is THSpodcast.com, as well as Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and every other place where we're going to um, be in the future for THS Podcast. Instead of us having to give you all these different tweets where we're like, okay, well, you can use this, well, you can use that. Instead of going on to, um, ooh, what's the name of that site? Ooh, we don't, I don't use it enough. Brandon Snapchat Twitter? <laughs> no Twitter my presence like Kevin even told me he was like you have quite a presence on Twitter now <laughs> and I'm like oh, look I, I guess I am on Twitter well it doesn't show in the people who are walking with me but um, but yeah <laughs> I'm definitely on there quite far more now than I used to be because I have to it's promote far more than now yes but yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah so instead of us having to constantly inundate you with go to Apple Podcasts, go to SoundCloud all that stuff we can give you our link tree and when you click on that, it shows you all of the places. So it makes it really easy, you know. Exactly, because you can you can from that link tree, you can then choose whatever platform is best or more convenient for you to listen to yourself. Come on, there we go. Be be concise. You know, I'm still working on that. God's still working on me when it comes to being concise. Well, I don't. <laughs> I, he might be trying to help you in other areas. He might have. <laughs> he might have said that might not work, but you know. <laughs> but no. I didn't like it, yeah, because it's like I, I personally, no, let me not say I personally. I will say I don't know mm-hmm. how to do. Um, well, I haven't learned, or it didn't work for me. Whatever. Okay. Because <laughs> I did try like the Google Play link, yeah. or whatever. Because I don't have an Android. So I was about play. to say, yeah, no, that's not. <laughs> I was like, so what you not finna do? Right. <laughs> right. So that's why I always tell our Android <laughs> listeners, you know, because I have several friends who have Androids. I'm like, listen, mm-hmm. it still works out great for you because the same way we can go ahead and flip over to Apple Podcasts really quick, y'all can do Google Play. So it works exactly. out for everybody. And that's the SoundCloud everybody's... is the happy middle ground, you know. Exactly. Everyone can meet together. Indeed, indeed. Uh, and then, of course, we have other places that are coming up soon where you're going to be able to listen to the podcast as well. We want to be everywhere. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> okay, boy. That, that sounded, sounded real villainous, right? <laughs> Very theatrical. Okay. You did say you've always been theatrical. About to, well, I said dramatic, but you know, you, know, you can bring it all together. But anyway, so because uh, there, there is a difference. Don't you, don't you there perform dramas in theaters? No, that, that type of drama <laughs> is different. Don't you do it. <laughs> don't you do it. Because the people on your fave reality shows, that's, that's drama on a whole nother level. That is absolutely not thespian-esque. Um, did I just create a new term? Anyway, what? so that is the good news. Y'all make sure that y'all go to... Uh, Everywhere you can walk with us on social media so that you can click on that link tree. Uh, for THS, that's underscore THS podcast for Twitter and THS podcast for Instagram. Uh, for myself, it's Scorpiogi all over social media. That's S-C-O-R-P-I-Y-O-G-I. What about you, BHW? I have changed my name back. <laughs> no more Otis just didn't feel right. It okay. just didn't. Yes. Just call me Otis is a part of who I am. I okay. don't know why but okay. yes so on twitter and instagram mm-hmm. i'm back at just me otis okay and yeah and yeah <laughs> if you uh if you want to be able to interact with us when it comes to ths podcast on facebook that would be on my company's page that's revolution multimedia and if you want to do it on snapchat that's revolution llc so yeah we're everywhere you can get your healing on no matter where you are uh next week <clears throat> is going to be pretty awesome so I hope that you guys join us for that show. We're going to be talking about fitness. So I'm looking forward to that. Kanye's workout plan. <laughs> I said it's Kanye's workout. That's right. Get it worked. Oh, sorry. I was going to let you have it. I was going to let you have Thank it. Thank you. I was going to let that be the segue. I wasn't going to have the music playing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That was going to be how we were going to leave out. I'm like, come on, get it. There's our closeout music. <laughs> but yes, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for the live show last week. Thank you for all the awesome feedback to our Wakanda Forever episode. And until next week, we love you all so much and namaste. Namaste.